Welcome to the Meet Me podcast, a podcast all about our multifaceted human nature and constant journey through self-discovery with personal stories and insights around trauma, motherhood, relationships, spirituality, and individuality. I'm your host, Michelle Malik. Thanks for listening. of the Meet Me podcast. As always, I'm your host, Michelle Malik, and through this podcast, I hope to help others transmute their experiences and trauma into power, purpose, and connection. I am excited to share with you the first of many guest conversations. Um, I had a great conversation with Jenna, who quickly became a new friend, and we connected very instantly around energy healing and manifestation and so excited to dive into that conversation with you all. As a reminder, you can find me on Instagram as well as threads at meetme.michelle. I've been trying to stay consistent on there, sharing more content. It's been a little bit of a busy month with everything going on, but I do plan to share a lot more behind the scenes and details as this starts to grow in a new direction and can't wait to share that all with you. So before further ado, let's dive into the episode and can't wait to share again with you soon. All right. Well, welcome, Jenna, to the Meet Me podcast. Hey, it's so, so good to meet you. So excited to dive into our conversation today. Um, And, you know, I've kind of been allowing my guests to start off with a little bit of an introduction, just considering the podcast is called Meet Me. Um, I'd love for my listeners to get to know you a little bit. So tell us about yourself and what brings you here. Again, I'm Jenna, so I'm so, so excited to be on. I'm a Reiki master, a guided meditation facilitator. I'm a spiritual and manifestation life coach. So all of that together, I'm really on this mission to help others really co-create the life of their dreams with manifestation and also discover their inner divinity. I love that. Yeah, amazing. And obviously, we as light workers, we got to stick together. <laughs> but I'm curious to know, because everybody falls into, you know, whatever kind of healing modality it is that they choose, um, they fall into it at different times in their life. Um, a lot of the times kind of from awakening or unlearning certain things that maybe we were raised on. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your journey into energy healing, how you stumbled upon this type of work. So from the very beginning of my life, I was raised in a really spiritual household. We were deeply religious and we were raised in a certain religion. But in addition to the religion that we were raised in, we were also raised being really open and knowing that all spiritual paths kind of just lead to the same source. And it's just your own unique path. And so with that, I was raised on the teachings of Wayne Dyer and manifestation, co-creating your reality with this divine presence. And from a young age, I was really, really drawn to religious texts like the Bible, the Quran, Torah, Bhagavad Gita, the Ramayana. And this is at like the age of nine. Wow. So really into all of that, discovering that all of them have this loving presence as the root of all of the spiritual teachings. And so from then, I was raised to believe that we all have the power to heal and we all have the power to seek alternative forms of healing with the addition to modern Western medicine. As I went through life, I really got into learning about what holistic healing was and Reiki. And my maternal grandparents and uncle were very much into those modes of just healing themselves energetically and emotionally. So about, well, it's been a few years now, 
I really got into my Reiki journey and I decided that I wanted to take Reiki one and two to really heal myself energetically and emotionally and then those around me. And I got really passionate about it. So I went for my Reiki master license as well. So that's amazing. And you hold that currently, right? Yes. And I hold it currently. So exciting. Yeah. I'm certified currently in level two. I am planning to pursue the master program at some point. Um, but that's amazing because that, you know, is is so different from my experience. I grew up in a very strict kind of Catholic belief system and household. And so for me, it was a lot of like unlearning and reframing my beliefs and kind of trying to find where it fits. So I love that your experience was very open from the get go. What was like your traditional kind of religious practice growing up? Yeah, so I was raised in a Muslim household, but I was a very, very small sect of Islam where Shia Nizari Ismaili Muslims. So within a sect, we're a sect of a sect. So very small, maybe a few million people worldwide. And I always think of us as like the really liberal hippie Muslims out there. So very into uh, meditation, very much into spirituality. I don't know if you've heard of the Sufis, but very like metaphysical, esoteric, exoteric combination. Great. Yeah. And then I guess for you being around so many different really kind of options or pathways into spirituality because it was just sort of like a buffet for you to pick from um, in that kind of environment. You know, as you were reading these texts, getting into the Bible and all these things, what made you kind of decide on your belief system? You know, what was like that turning point for you to be like, okay, I think this is the path I'm going to go. And this is what I believe. Honestly, there was never a turning point in just because I was raised so open. I think it wasn't choosing anything different it was becoming more and more firm in the belief that there is something more and it's a good and loving entity it's not something to be fearful of or this god of retribution or this god of you know the old testament it's a god that genuinely like cares for you so i think just getting more firm in that has been amazing and now i'm not just confined to this one religion, I get to embrace everything within that religion. And it's not that I'm giving up or forsaking the religion of my ancestors. No, I get to just embrace so much more into it. Yes, yes, I love that. And I think that for me is really where like spirituality resonated with me because you're able to pick apart the parts that just resonate with you on sort of a personal level because I think we all have a unique connection to that divine loving source and a way to get there and regardless of you know what our prior beliefs are or as we're kind of formulating them over time I think like that flexibility is so so important in embracing like your direct connection versus like the structure societal structure or organized structure where it says you have to believe and it has to look like this having that flexibility to decide like okay this is how I want to practice or this is what makes me feel connected so tell me a little bit about kind of your how you connect to spirit and and like on a daily basis and then what you see throughout your coaching work too absolutely um on a personal note I really connect with the divine through meditation which has been part of my practice since a young age and really taking some time every morning to ground myself and try to just sit in the presence and just channel in whatever messages God has for me that day, or just to say, hey, I'm just here and I'm just gonna sit with you for a few minutes and just feeling that peace of 
just taking some time away from this really busy world we live in. Mm -hmm. So meditation has been huge for me. But then in addition to that, it's just taking different sermons or taking different things from different religions. So listening to Ginans from the tradition I was raised in, or they're called hymns in the Christian faith, or they're called bhajans in the Hindu faith. I really connect to source through music. Oh, I love that. So just listening to any sort of spiritual music has also been amazing to connect with. You make a great point, obviously, with the meditation. I think that is something that I've recently realized is like a non-negotiable for me. It's something I struggled with because like you said, it's life is so busy. And I feel like I would always find excuses to not sit down in silence or to just like let my mind go, 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 go. But as we're taking in so much information all the time, whether it be looking at our phone, looking at the computer, watching TV, having conversations, you know, all of these things. It's like, I've realized that my energy gets spread so thin until I can really like set that time aside for myself and just go inward and connect and, and deepen that yes. that trust with the universe and divine. Absolutely, definitely become a non-negotiable for me as well. I need that grounding time. Yeah. What do you say to somebody who maybe is like in that position where I was not that long ago where it's yeah. like, oh, it's I'm just too busy. I don't really want to do it. Like what's a good entry point for somebody in that situation you think? Honestly, I would probably say grab like a five minute or two minute guided meditation. There are so many out there on YouTube. You don't have to just listen to mine that I'm going to start offering. There are so many out there. Grab a super short one and you can take the span of a TikTok. I mean, honestly, you don't have to do anything like this deep practice at first. Just be intentional about setting a minute and a half to just do some. And honestly, you don't even need to listen to YouTube. Do some intentional box breath breathing where you do in for four, hold for four, out for four. And just sit in silence with that for as long as you can stand it. Don't give yourself pressure. Don't also beat yourself up if it's not even 30 seconds. Just get your nervous system regulated. And once you start, yeah, just start. Just start to do the deep breathing. And then once you've gotten it a few minutes where you can just sit in deep breathing, and maybe bring in a YouTube guided meditation. And then once you've done some visualization with YouTube guided meditations, then try to practice that where you can sit in silence for even longer and then work your way up to 10, 15 minutes. And eventually maybe a few years in, you'll get to a place where you can sit for an hour and that's the best hour of your day. Right, right. Yeah, I'm definitely not there yet. I'm happy if I can get like 10, 15 minutes is like my main goal because before it was like five. But I think that's great. Just, you know, start somewhere. And I think for like for me, my mind is so busy. I have really found like giving my mind something to do, whether it be counting the breaths, you know, using that cadence or like a guided meditation or certain visualizations that I've been given over time. Like that's really helped me to make it just less of a chore, I think. Like, yeah. I think especially people who have busy minds, and I think we all do now, especially with the constant stimulation that I was talking about. It's like, it's really hard to just like silence your mind from the chaos when you're constantly in it. And so giving Mm -hmm. the mind something to do, something to focus on, I feel has really been beneficial for me. So that is super helpful. I wanted to learn a little bit because especially with your background of being kind of so open and and allowing these things to happen with within your spiritual practice with manifestation was that something that you always were fully bought into was it something that you've kind of like had to develop over time and and what does that look like for you now 
I think because I was introduced to it so young, I was always open to it. And what kid doesn't love the idea that there's magic all around us, right? Even if it's just like the fact that you can co-create your reality and your dreams can come true. Like how fun is that for a kid to be like, of course I can do anything I want. That's amazing. But of course I'm only human. We're all human. So of course there's going to be moments where you doubt it and where you're like, maybe I trust, but help me trust more God because I don't see the plan. I'm sure there's a plan and it's better than my plan, but my manifestations aren't coming in on the plane that I think it should come in on, on the timing I think it should come in on and the actual like presentation that I want it to come in on. So help me see this more. And that really, I was really tested after student teaching because I'm a teacher also, in addition to all of this, in my day job, I'm a sixth grade social studies teacher. And after student teaching, I was really set on working for a specific school district that I went to school in. And it just wasn't happening the way I thought it would. And there was a moment I was sitting in a national park with my parents and I was saying, I've manifested this. I've worked hard for this. I've done all of the steps that have worked for me for so many years and it's not happening. And I just don't understand. And so I had to have this like real trust And it was hard. It was hard to keep the faith. It was hard to keep the trust. And even though I didn't end up getting the job in the school district that I thought I would want and that I thought was destined for me, in the end, even though I didn't have the true faith and that I was lacking in seeing the whole plan come through, I ended up getting a job that was so much more aligned and so much better. And it worked out so much more smoothly than I ever could have imagined. And when COVID came, because I actually teach online, Nothing ended up changing really for me, where the entire education system was trying to figure out what to do during COVID and moving online. I had already been doing that for years. And all that changed for me was that I got to work from home instead. It has such an important part on manifestation because I've definitely been there where it's like, you know, you have to put it out there. You have to take the inspired action. And then sometimes like we really are convinced we're like, this is definitely what is for me. I know it in my heart. I know it in my soul that universe is going to come through for me. And then when it doesn't, you're like, oh my God, like, am I wrong? Like, is my connection off? Whatever. But it's like, typically just like in your situation, there's a better plan that we just weren't even thinking about. (laughs) Which is amazing. And it's so cool to see it happen. But when you're so successful in so many manifestations, to have one not come through, you're like, I failed. I give up. <laughs> you're like, I give up. What is this whole thing? And then I'm like, psych God, I'm so sorry. I doubted you. You had right. my back still. Right. Let me just like reframe this a little bit. Let me kind of like go back to the drawing board and let me let me release a little bit of trust and surrender to the timing. Cause I think the timing thing has been one of my biggest struggles in manifestation mm-hmm. because obviously timing is not linear and it doesn't really exist in the planes of existence that we're trying to like channel these things through. (laughs) Yes. Oh, it's even though I've been manifesting literally my whole life, that's still something. Patience is still rough for me and trusting in divine timing because I am also type A and very much like I am a planner. I have my vision board. I have my schedule. So what do you mean? I'm not meeting this within like six days of putting it out there. Right, right. I mean, I'm not like a millionaire. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, with the manifestation thing and, and talking to, because there's also like the flip side, right? Like sometimes we're so convinced of a manifestation, swear that it's going to come true, then it doesn't. 
typically it's because something better is coming along. What about for situations that I'm sure you've probably experienced this throughout your manifestation journey where you actually do manifest something that comes exactly how you wanted it. And then you kind of get the lesson of like, oh, maybe I didn't really want that. Have you had (laughs) situations like that? Uh, Yes. I was really convinced that I wanted a specific, like a specific relationship. Hmm. I was so convinced that God had sent me the person I was supposed to be with for the rest of my life. And we were friends for the longest time. And I had manifested this relationship. I was so certain that this was what was going to happen. And so I manifested, I manifested. And of course, if you manifest that hard, most of the time, God's going to give it to you, even if it's not, you know, the best like thing in the world. Necessarily, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I got into this relationship and it was fine for a bit. And then you realize that actually this wasn't the right one in a total alignment. And this isn't your specific soulmate. And you release it with peace and you release it with grace. But then you realize, oh, wait, I had been so focused on this manifestation coming true. And I was so set on this one specific person that I almost forced the manifestation to happen. Mm -hmm. Like that just shows the power of our mind. Like if we're really convinced of something and we really believe it, like it's, it's going to happen, but then you kind of have to decide like if the lesson is okay, like, yay, here's your reward or like, here's another lesson for you to pass because you clearly didn't win last time. (laughs) Yup. And so I had to learn a lot of lessons and I'm grateful that I learned them. I am. I'm genuinely grateful it happened. And even in that was a blessing, but it might've been a lot easier had I not forced the universe to give me this manifestation. Right. So how do you strike because that? In that? Oh, how do you strike the balance? I'm learning this still, but trust. I think it really relies on a lot of trust and letting go of expectations and really saying this or better. When you're manifesting, always, always say, I want this. I'm manifesting this or even better because The worst that's going to happen then is that God's going to give you a manifestation because that's aligned to you. The best that's going to happen is he's going to give you something so much more. And you might not see it in the moment because you didn't get your manifestation in the box package that you wanted it in. It's going to be even greater when it does happen in divine timing. Always the divine timing. That's like the biggest thing. Your manifestation program, right? That you're just Mm -hmm. starting out, what are sort of those stages? Could you walk us through like a little bit of a beginner's guide to manifestation so that anybody who is maybe into it can kind of know where to start? Yes. Oh, I would love that. So manifestation is really co-creating your reality with the divine and really putting out there what you want. So I always teach it in three easy steps. First step is you have to put your request out there. You got to get really clear on what you want. And once you get clear on what you want, you can put it out there in the form of prayer or petition. Or if you're not religious, you can even do just a request out there in the universe. Just put it out there. Once you put it out there, then you have to decide, okay, now I have to embody it. I have to get really clear on how to become my manifestation. And it can be as easy as saying, I just want to become aligned vibrationally. I want my energy to get in alignment. So if it's that I want to get abundant, then just say, you know what, I want to feel abundant. And then starting to put that just energy out there, you'll get more and more opportunities to step into that abundant mindset. 
decide that you want to become aligned energetically and then take steps to become aligned energetically. And once you've decided that that step two is complete, then start taking small, super small aligned actions towards receiving your manifestation. Because I think that helps us really get into that co-creation phase. Mm -hmm. So if you're doing something as simple as becoming abundant in mindset, if you're out there at the grocery store and you're looking between regular chocolate ice cream or Ben and Jerry's chocolate ice cream, maybe you can make that splurge on something as simple as Ben and Jerry's. Or if you're going to really want to travel, buy yourself a piece of luggage if you can do that. Because that shows the universe that you're getting ready to have the abundance to travel the world. Take those really small aligned actions and then the universe will come in. If you take one step, the universe is going to take a thousand. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's the three steps. Request, energy alignment, and then small aligned actions. You know, with the people that you work with, what have you noticed like are the biggest challenges, you know, with with the manifestations or even in energy healing? Like what's the biggest blockages or um, issues that you come across with kind of getting in that flow? Because it is, it's so easy to say like, these are the three steps to do them. I even know just from recent experience, it's like, I knew I was good at manifesting. And then the second I got thrown off course, I was like, wait a minute, maybe I don't know. Like maybe I, maybe I need to redo the whole thing that I'm doing, you know? So, so what do you come across in your line of work most, most frequently? I'm going to actually refer back to a story by one of the great manifestation teachers that I've come across, Florence Scovelshin. She says in her book that us as manifestors, we're always going to get signs that our manifestations are on their way. But us as manifestors, we often see those signs and we think those are the manifestations themselves. And then we get disappointed. And she gives the story of a woman who really, really wanted to manifest some really fine china. Her friend comes in and brings her an old cracked plate. And she was like, I was manifesting fine china. And instead I got this old cracked plate. Manifestation's not working. Right. And she says to the lady, no, that's your sign that your China is coming. And sure enough, then a few weeks later, that China ended up showing up in her reality. And I see that all the time with my clients. They see signs that their manifestations are coming and they're like, like this is my manifestation. And I'm like, no, man, that's your sign. Don't give up. It's coming. You should feel really excited. It's happening for you. Right. It's like loading. So you can't see it yet or feel it. <laughs> yeah. But it's really hard because that's patience. Mm-hmm. And I feel like us as humans living in this instant gratification world, patience is something really hard for us. Yeah. And so waiting and believing that that one thing was just a sign and not your manifestation itself, it's really hard because we want it now. And trusting that the universe has our back and that it has a better plan than we could ever have imagined. That's hard to have that faith and to put that faith over the fear that we feel. So that's what I'm seeing a lot of as a trend in all my clients. Yeah, I was going to say, I I mean, I just overcame um, kind of a a similar situation where I was working with a coach and we, you know, had all these manifestation steps. And I obviously know I I just had like a really successful manifestation. And then and then I kept getting stopped at like either the embodiment or the timeline because wanting something (laughs) is one thing. Embodying and prepping yourself to receive it is another thing. And I've learned that recently as well. Mm -hmm. Like you can't just sit around and just because you have the best intentions and you're constantly writing in a journal and affirming everything and, (laughs) you know, doing all this research, like until you take those steps, like you said, like at least the first couple steps, the universe isn't going to do anything with that. (laughs) 
Yes. You know what? And my mentor says the same thing to me. I might be a manifestation mentor, but I also need a mentor of too. Course. Yeah. We all need help. You know? I think navigating yes. this craziness. And so she also always is saying people out there, they have step one, they have step two, they have step three, but they don't do all three steps together yeah. because it's really hard. And when we talk about energy healing, I feel like I'm a huge believer in Reiki and the chakra system and the throat chakra, especially it's authentic expression and getting into embodiment. And for women that ties into the solar plexus, which is self-confidence, self-expression in that sense is self-confidence and stepping into your power. Mm. So especially for people who relate to the feminine, those two areas get really blocked fast. Working with somebody who can do the energy healing aspect of it can also help with the manifestation because it'll help you step into that embodiment and getting those chakras cleared because it's all energy, right? Even manifestation is working with energy. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, speaking to kind of the, the energy and sort of like taking charge of certain things, I feel like for me, like the biggest breakthrough I had recently when my manifestation was getting blocked was like the realization that like, yes, we are surrounded by this ever loving, you know, pure source of loving energy from the universe, but we also are responsible for the way that our path shows up and how it aligns. And I think sometimes we're like looking for external resources to kind of solve our problem or to like do the thing for us and then we'll get to step into everything there. But it's like, actually, when you take back your power, like you said, working in the solar plexus, that's an area I have to work on a lot. Um, But like taking back your power in the sense of like, okay, yes, the universe has my back, but like, I also have to be the one pursuing the thing that I want. I just thought of a really good story. Yeah. Um, Cause I was raised in the Muslim tradition. So there's a story of the prophet and he's traveling with his companion and they're on camels. And then when they get to their destination, the prophet says to his buddy, Hey man, aren't you going to tie up your camel? And the buddy says to him, nah, man, I trust God. And the prophet smiles and says, trust God but tie up your camel. Right. Like we have the power to co-create. We also have the intellect, the God-given intellect to take some steps. So we have to do our part. Otherwise God can't do his right. or theirs or hers, whatever, you know, you flow with. Yeah. We really have to be intentional. Or there's another story of you saying, Hey man, I really want God to save me. There's a guy who was on a shipwreck on an Island And he's like, God, please save me. Please save me. A canoe comes by and is like, hey, do you need to get back to land? And he's like, no, I'm waiting for God. Mm -hmm. Or now a speedboat comes by and the person's like, hey, do you need a ride? Do you need to get out of here? And they're saying, I need to wait for God. God's got me. And then eventually the man dies on this island. He gets up to heaven and he's like, God, I was waiting for you to save me. And God's like, did you not see the boat? (laughs) You got to. Also, just take the opportunities that God gives you. Take too. opportunities, be open to possibilities outside of your awareness. And I think like utilizing community and resources, like we cannot do this stuff alone. Like I, that's another big no. thing I realized too, is like, 
it's so important to lean on support, to lean on people maybe who have gone through similar challenges before you and kind of speak to their experience or, you know, are more of an expert in a certain area. Like there's so many layers to the spirituality, manifestation, all of these things. I love that story because it's so, it's so true. Like there's so many times where we might turn away actually a blessing because we're thinking it's going to come in a certain form or it's going to look Mm -hmm. a certain way. And so when something that comes in, but I think that can also be tricky because I've even run into situations too, where like, I'm so in that mindset of like, oh, I'm going to get a big blessing. Oh, I'm going to get what it is. And then something comes and I latch onto it and I'm like, okay, this is it. And it ends up not being the right thing. So it's just such a tricky Mm -hmm. balance. (laughs) And that's also then releasing that with faith. I mean, I was so, so certain that one of my exes was like the one. And I was like, all right, that's the package. It's coming. And then when it's not that whole like bow tied, wrapped, given to you package, and you realize that then you have to also let it go with grace and not be so tied to it being that one specific thing. It's like constantly having to evaluate. And I just talked about this um, recently too, of like, what's the lesson that I'm being taught through this versus like, why is this happening Mm -hmm. to me? I think it can be really easy when we get so like attached to an outcome and then it doesn't come through. But that's such a part of being a human. And we do it on the little things and the big things. I mean, I had the same conversation with God two weeks ago when I couldn't find my AirPods. I had to go to an appointment and I was like, I really need these AirPods. I kept them safely knowing this. God, what the hell? Like, where are these AirPods? So it's like the little things that it's the big things too. But then of course, God comes through and it's fine. You got your AirPods. It all works out, but we got to have the faith. (laughs) Yes, yes, I was fine. It worked out. I had my AirPods for my meeting. Thank God. We're really quick to, you know, be like, God, I don't get it. What the heck? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's like that constant push and pull of like leaning back to trust, leaning back to surrender and releasing the the need for that instant gratification has been huge for me. Like even just in this podcasting journey, like I didn't even know what the heck I was doing with it, to be honest. I just started. I was like, you know, I'm just going to start. And then my coach was like, well, here are some inspired actions that you can take if you want it to grow. And, you know, it's like I take the step and I request for guests. And suddenly I have a calendar full of guests. Like who would have thought? <laughs> like I actually had to do something. Amazing. <laughs> but that's so inspiring, especially as somebody who's learning how to make a podcast and grow my podcast. That's so cool. Yeah. It's so inspiring to see other people's. And I also, when I think about manifestation, I always tell my clients this too, that when you see other people that are receiving the manifestations you're calling in, they are also your signs that your like manifestation yes. is coming through. There's enough for everybody. So like, that's the thing. There's too. enough. Yes. Abundant mindset. There's no need for competition, especially because yeah, you might have a podcast. I might have a podcast, but our, our niches are going to be completely different. Even if we all have manifestation podcasts, Every single person is going to talk about it differently, have different stories, different approach, different like way to communicate. I mean, every that's like in the big picture of like manifestations, nothing is too big. It just has to be aligned, you know, that and like that requires the think like the meditation kind of going back to that early on in our conversation is like that, at least for me, has been really 
essential understanding like, okay, this is what trust feels like. This is how I know I'm in the right place. Because when we're scattered, and we're just looking, you know, scrolling through Instagram, looking at all these other pages of like, oh, they have this many followers, or they have this many subscribers, and I'm nowhere near that, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. that is really damaging. And it causes us to feel like we can't have that when really, like you said, it's a sign that it's possible. And so why couldn't it be possible for us too? Yes. And but it's such a mindset shift. Yeah, actually, my whole um thing this year the thing that I want to embody is trusting and letting go and I actually post on my Instagram I said so that I could stay accountable to it let go and let flow oh my god I love that because yeah yeah, my mantra has been less force more flow because when we like grab onto things we're just like on the same wavelength clearly with all of this yes it's like like you have to have that reminder of like okay, I don't need to know everything right now. I don't need to control everything right now. Like as long as things are moving in the direction that I need them to, I'm good. And I think that's also like so important. I don't know about you, but I'm first gen American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen my parents and my grandparents hustle and work really hard. And so if I don't hustle and she keep trying and keep working hard and keep going after and keep pushing I feel guilty. I'm like, then I'm not working hard enough. Mm. And that's what my type A system comes from. But now it's a matter of I'm doing everything I can. I'm going to keep doing what I can do. But I'm not going to allow myself to a get burnt out. Because if I get burnt out, then I'm going to stop trusting in the process. And once I realize that, do what you can, but then just let God, let go and let God. Yes. Another one of my mantras recently that I've been repeating a lot too is like, I trust that the universe is working on my behalf. Like I trust that things are moving even when I'm not actively doing something because I think we're also just conditioned, especially in the US to have this like grind mentality. We have to constantly produce, we have to constantly put, we have to see the results for me too. Cause I, I can be very type A in that way too. I'm like, okay, let me just do what I have the capacity for. And rest is included in that because how good are we if we don't get any rest? Like, like you said, we'll just get burnt out (laughs) and be done. Yes. And that's why the grounding practices are now so important and so part of my self-care routine because you have to step away from it and get really centered in yourself. Well, I have loved this conversation so much. So good. I'm so, so fulfilled right now. What an amazing conversation. Just know that we can do this. We have the power to co-create. We have the power to receive all our manifestations and trust. Even when you don't think it's working out, it's working out on your behalf. How can people find you if they want to work with you? I have an Instagram. It's holistic healing with Jenna. Um, but my name is spelled Jenna with an H. So it's J E H N A. So I have that. You can find me on threads at the same holistic healing with Jenna, J E H N A. I have a Facebook page, holistic healing with Jenna L dot L dot C. Um, I have an email address, holistic healing with Jenna at gmail.com. Um, and if you just reach out on any of those, I would love to chat and have conversations and co-create with you. Yes. Yes. I've like loved your energy. I felt like right off the bat when you messaged me, I was like, yes, I want to talk to this girl. I feel like we would just be on the same wavelength. And 
clearly we have them and um, I'll definitely put all of your information in the episode description so that anybody who's interested in connecting with you, they can find you. I am so, so grateful that you had requested to be a guest on my podcast. This was such a pleasure. And I know this won't be the last time that we talk. No, no, definitely. I feel like definitely aligned friendship here. So I'm excited to see where our friendship grows. As always, thank you so much for your time and energy listening today. If you enjoyed this episode or any previous episodes, please don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. I appreciate all of your support and hope to connect with you soon. Again, you can find me on Instagram and on threads at the moment at meetme.michelle. I look forward to sharing with you again soon. And until then, bye-bye.